0: You always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment, featured on ahlreport.com. Welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone, right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. We are so glad that you are here with us today. We've got a great show lined up for you today. I am your host, Amy Johnson, in case you're new to this podcast. And of course, I'm joined each and every week. I should say I'm the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report, and I'm joined every single week. Couldn't do this show without him. Uh, and he is, as uh, my colleague Joseph Whalen likes to say, our fearless leader. Our editor in chief and uh, founder here at Rocket Sports Media, Rick Stevens. How are you today?
1: Good afternoon. I'm doing well. We're just um, hours away from the new year. It's weird. hmm It's weird. Like 2021.
0: Like Christ. Like where did Christmas go already?
1: <laughs> the, the interesting thing is that um, I've seen so many people tweet and on social media talking about the disaster that was 2020 and expecting that it's, um, at midnight on the 31st, it's
0: all going to end. Uh, no, (laughs) I predict, um, I hate, I, I know everyone wants to say 2021, you know, everyone's got, I, I applaud the optimism and the hopefulness and the, the positive outlook and that 2021 is going to be so much better. I I think it's going to be a bit till we get there in 2021. I think, I think we're still in for some challenges. Um,
1: and maybe some new challenges. You sent me that uh, video from Boston Dynamics, uh, the, ro- the robot's dancing.
0: Well that yeah, and I actually saw that on Twitter because our own Kate, Gil- uh, Kate Gilpin had retweeted that. Um, yeah, I think if uh, we've got a vaccine rolling out, but mm-hmm. I really do think that we are all um, I think the robot of invasion is is coming. Um, cause the Boston dynamics robots continue to get more and more advanced. And I think, um, I think we might get assimilated next year. So yeah, the singularity, yeah, uh, it's yeah. on its way. I think so. We have that to look forward to. It's um, great. <laughs> it's very exciting uh well the exciting thing is we have a lot of hockey news to talk about today uh our first segment is is packed uh not only do we have some montreal canadians and philadelphia flyers news but we've got some general nhl news as well uh, some roster updates for the habs in addition they just released their training camp roster so we're going to break that down for, uh, for you quickly um and talk a little bit about you know we we alluded in in previous weeks about how there likely will need to be some strategy for teams to develop their taxi squads and and what strategy will each team take um, some will still focus some will use that taxi squad to focus on development some are going to use it in kind of a no let's do everything we can to win the cup and so stack the taxi squad with. Top tier talent as well, not necessarily prospects for development. So, we're just going to touch briefly on that and and where we think we see teams some some teams going. Uh, and we also have on the Philadelphia Flyers side, we have an injury update for you, believe it or not. Um, and speaking of injuries, uh, health scares have been abounding around the NHL. Um, This week. And so uh, have some news about that. Uh, And Flyers fans, of course, are going to want to get all of their rage. If, If there wasn't enough reasons for Flyers fans to hate on the Pittsburgh Penguins, well, we've got another reason for you. Uh, And then in the second segment, we go around the AHL. We've got some news from the AHL Board of Governors who just had a conference call and met today regarding the start of the AHL season. So we'll update you on that, as well as talk about a couple of different um, question mark possibilities and how that would play out for the AHL. Um, And in the meantime, if you really need your AHL, fill, well, we've got the perfect movie to suggest for Uh. you in the meantime. Uh, and then finally, in our last segment, we're going to go beyond the AHL, uh, have a little bit of news uh, out of the OHL, uh, as well as a World Juniors update, since we are currently, you know, knee-deep in the preliminary round action. Uh, so we've got some updates for you on uh, Cole Caulfield and Jan Mischak, uh Bobby Brink, Cam York, those, those kinds of guys. Um, so we've got uh, some information for you there as well. In fact, World Junior action going on uh, probably right now, actually. It's, All hard, right. it's hard not to turn around and there's not a game on <laughs> right now. Uh, so to kick things off in the first segment, uh, Rick, I think uh, Mark Bergevin continues to take fans and frankly, sp- sports media folks uh, by surprise with not one but two new signings uh, in the past week. Both seven hundred fifty thousand dollar one year one way contracts for two forwards. First, it was Michael Frolik, and then Corey Perry, which definitely brought some uh, uh, quite a loud Habs fan response, uh, either in support or uh, crying out in consternation. So, uh, what do you think of these two signings uh, just just within a week before training camp?
1: Would we see these in any other year in any other circumstances? Maybe. I don't think so. Okay. I, I hope not. Anyway, um, and is this um, is this tipping the, the hand as far as how the Canadians are going to handle their taxi squad? Maybe that's so. Uh, we've seen we've seen um, reports from from different teams, general managers talking about their taxi squad. Some are going to be primarily uh, putting prospects on there. Some uh, primarily uh, veterans and, and letting uh, prospects play in the AHL looks like um, Mark Bergevin's the latter that uh, the taxi squad is going to be um, veterans and uh, veterans who can just step in and, and play. Uh, We were thinking of, of, um, veterans like we saw in the return to play um earlier this year uh like in alex belzia like in xavier willette and it's it's they may very well be there uh, but it looks like they'll be joined by uh two new uh, veteran players Corey perry and uh and michael for um both seem seem relatively happy to be uh, in the situation they're in. They get a chance to come to training camp and, and maybe in their mind is uh, they're going to try and steal a position from someone we assume who, who is already on the roster. And um, uh, Corey Perry said he was growing up in Northern Ontario, Northeastern Ontario in new Liskard, uh, just uh, north of North Bay and, um, he was a fan of of the canadians uh growing up and this will be his uh, first opportunity to uh, to play for a canadian team um michael forliek a tough year last year and and he's uh looking at 32 years of old old uh putting his career back on track and and playing for his next contract and uh he hopes that uh, he can help the canadians penalty kill along the way
0: now keep in mind these with with both of these signings that now places the Canadians a little over a million dollars over the cap now, uh, right, Rick? So that means that something's got to give.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, something has to. It's um, 1.12 million dollars over the cap. Um, how will that be? How will that be? But many are, are we're talking about a trade, I think it would be uh, different, uh, difficult at this time. Um, mm-hmm. some have been saying, oh, we'll trade Paul Byron and that solves your problem. Well, um, many of us (laughs) were saying that the contract for a likable player that he is, um, the contract for Paul Byron uh, at $3.4 million a year for the next three seasons uh, was problematic when it was uh, uh, delivered. Um, But I I don't see anyone in the market uh, to pay that kind of money for a player, a fourth line player like uh, Paul Byron at this point. And I think that, You'd have to be wary of such a trade because Mark Bergevin would have to give up some young talent to, to encourage somebody to take on Paul Byron and his contract. Um, so how is it going to be solved? Uh, probably uh, Jordan Wheel. Um, you know, there, there, as Mark Bergevin said um, um, a month or so ago that he had various options and it means uh, putting a, a contract in the AHL or on that uh, taxi squad.
0: Absolutely, uh, and keep in mind too. Anyone who is eligible to be exposed to waivers when they are loaned to the taxi squad, they will have to clear waivers to mm-hmm. be assigned to the taxi squad. So, who knows? Something crazy could happen, and you might lose. Uh, you might lose a player to waivers, which would also do the same job for you. Um. So, with that in mind, uh, the Habs today. Believe it or not, their training camp... Suddenly, you just started seeing training camp rosters coming out all over the place. Because keep in mind, the teams that did not make the playoffs, uh, their training camps start as early as tomorrow. In fact, I think the Sabres start camp tomorrow. They're already assigning players to to Rochester uh, already. Um, but the, the Habs... Um, and the Flyers—they both don't start until later this week. And the Habs released their training camp roster today of uh, 42 players, um, which is more than I thought you were allowed to have. Maybe that was just for skaters. I don't know. Um, but uh, there are six goaltenders, 12 defensemen, and 24 forwards that are invited to training camp. And that six goaltenders is interesting to note—that they they spared no one in bringing any goaltenders to camp. Um, that's including Demchenko. That's including Primo, uh, Lindgren, McNiven, and of course Price and Allen. So all six of the netminders are are going to be evaluated uh, during this training camp. Uh, the idea is that most likely uh, one. At least one additional goaltender will be on the taxi squad this year. but Rick, aside from that um, when you take a look at the training roster, I there's a couple there's a couple of glaring omissions to me, but what are your first impressions of of the you know obviously space is limited because of because of stipulations this year but what are your first impressions of the training roster?
1: First impression is that there are three Montreal Canadians players with the n- number 90 or above and uh That wasn't allowed. That's been that's been uh that that must be a new record with Thomas Tatar at 90, Jonathan Duran at 92 and Corey Perry choosing Number ninety four. But speaking of numbers, you mentioned uh, the the uh, the overall number at forty two. The return to play uh, protocol says that uh, they can have thirty six skaters plus an unlimited number of goaltenders. Okay, twenty four forwards, right. uh, twelve defensemen. That's uh, thirty six. Um, and then yes, they. Uh, they brought in all the goaltenders, all six goaltenders uh, will be at training camp. As far as individuals, we we don't see uh, Josh Brook on the list. We remember no. that um, he was loaned to uh, the famous German team uh, that we learned how to say their name, <laughs> the right. Krefeld-Penguin.
0: Penguin. Penguin.
1: Um, That's right. And Jesse Yolonen, who, you know, might have had a pretty good chance um, at, uh, at, 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 at at showing something uh, during training camp is not on this list, no. uh, which is curious. So, um, nothing yet from the the team themselves on on the additions or omissions. Um, and uh, it's said that that Mark Bergeron will have a press conference uh, the first day of training camp to maybe answer some of those questions.
0: Right. And if you're wondering uh, about Charles Hudon, yes, the Canadians do still hold his rights. But keep in mind uh, when he was lo- the the when he was loaned and went over to uh, Europe for this season, his contract did not have a clause to come back. Uh, for training camps. So do not expect to see him. Uh, and he, that that should not be a surprising name left off of the training camp list. Uh, and uh, truth be told, he's actually not having a bad season uh, in Europe. He's he's done pretty well in the first dozen or so games. Uh, so seems to be doing well there. Um,
1: and as far as the, uh, the other new players and and new numbers, Tyler Tafoli at number 73, Michael frolek Sixty-seven. Josh Anderson at seventeen. Um, did I miss anybody? <laughs> and, um, yeah. yeah, they'll <laughs> all have "Hello, my name is" on exactly. on their jerseys. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Um, so you know, you you alluded to the fact that you know Mark Bergevin is probably showing his hand a little bit on how he intends to build his taxi squad. Um, and, and sure, we've got a, as you just said, there's a lot of new faces and a lot of new names, uh, signed to the Habs this year who will be at training camp. Um, and it seems that, you know, as you say, there's, there's two approaches. Well, actually there's probably more than two approaches, not only managing cap, but also whether you want to go for a taxi squad for developmental purposes, for some of your top end prospects or if you want to stack your taxi squad for a win now scenario. And it seems that Bergevin is going with the latter. Um, our friend, Michael Agello, uh, at Mike and Buffalo on Twitter uh, had mentioned earlier this week that the, uh, Sabres GM Kevin Adams seems to be going the same way, saying, quote, he's focusing less on using the taxi squad for developmental purposes and more on having depth players that can help the club make the postseason. So it seems, Rick, that that's probably the direction that Bergevin is, is thinking. Um, maybe that's the best plan uh, in, in this shortened postseason, particularly with the taxi squad not being able to practice with the AHL Team, um, so you know, maybe it's better for development for those prospects to just get to practice in the AHL, play in the AHL, and and guarantee better better ice time and po- and, and opportunities. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot to juggle when it comes to the taxi squads.
1: Well, I think that it's not only the placement of. People on and off the the um, the taxi squad. It's how it's used, how it's used by the coaching staff, how it's used by the head coach. In that, um, because of the uh, shortened uh, compressed schedule, you may see teams uh, rather freely rotating um, players in and off the uh, the taxi squad. Uh, Claude Julien hasn't been that kind of coach. Uh, he's a, a you know leave it alone until. Um, until the the team's not doing well, and then use players to to make changes that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he's not a kind of a preemptive, uh, uh, you know. Even when things are going well, you put two people on the, the the taxi squad for rest and that sort of thing. He's not that kind of coach, um, but will will and, and that's a concern if if somebody. Get stuck there for um, a long period of time because, as you said, they're not uh, they're they're traveling, they're they're practicing, but they're not playing games and. And for, um, say the third goaltender on that list, who isn't getting into game action in the AHL or the NHL, uh, that's going to be a tough season for them.
0: Absolutely. It is. So it will, I know you said this last week, it will be fascinating to watch not only how the Canadians, uh, and the Flyers, uh, and every other team in the NHL, um, build their taxi squads. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see how all of that ends up playing out, um, the flyers, it seen. You know, the flyers haven't. You haven't seen <laughs> odd signings or trades and and things of that nature coming out of the flyers uh, camp. Um, so you can pretty much depend on the status quo. For they haven't announced their training camp roster yet, but it it will look the way you expect it to look. Uh, there will be plenty of prospects on that roster with plenty of top end talent probably expected uh, in top end AHL talent on, on the taxi squad as well. Um, Alex Lyon being one of them probably as the third goaltender. Um, and so it will really be interesting to see what every team decides to do, who takes a development approach, who takes the win now approach. Um, it will be really fun to watch. Uh, speaking of the flyers do have one quick piece of information to update you on. Unfortunately, it's an injury update. Um, Mikhail Vorobiev, uh, his agent, confirmed to NBC Sports Philadelphia that, unfortunately, Vorobiev, while playing in the KHL, um, has suffered an ACL injury and is out long-term. Uh, that is not good news for Mikhail Vorobiev. Uh, ACL injury is, is not a fun one to rehab on, but um, and so he will. Uh, that he's a centerman who will turn 24 next week, um, and unfortunately will be sidelined for a while. So don't expect to see him uh, anytime soon. Hopefully not the entire season, but uh, it it will be a little while before he's back in action.
1: 33 games in the KHL um, this this year already. Mm-hmm. Uh, just 13 points though, and I, I saw some saying uh, he didn't look very happy. Uh, there, but um, a reminder that uh, we go back to um, January when Chuck Fletcher said that Verobia had been the, the best forward in Lehigh Valley by far. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's uh, he's a, a, a skilled player, a talented player, and um, and and you know hopefully his his youth will help him uh, recover quickly through this.
0: For sure. You know, speaking of injuries, uh, not only injuries, but health scares have just been abound around the NHL this week. Uh, first, you know, Henrik Lundqvist had come out a, a few weeks ago announcing that he would not be able to join the Capitals or play and play this season that he needed uh, to spend some time focusing on a, on a, an issue with his heart. Uh, and he has since then this past week, finally detailed what that means and, um, And it is that he needs to have surgery for an aortic valve replacement, which is pretty major open-heart surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, So very scary for Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, Certainly glad that his cardiologists are fully aware of the situation and they're addressing it. Uh, We just certainly wish him well and hope that this isn't career-ending. Hopefully, uh, he he can... have the the NHL back in his sights again to work towards in rehabbing, um, but then on top of that, the news comes out that Jonathan Taves is out indefinitely and will not be at training camp for the Chicago Blackhawks, um, suffering from an undisclosed, unknown question mark condition that is leaving him uh, lethargic without a lot of energy, um, and so he needs to undergo further examination and, and kind of whittling down what exactly is going on with him. Uh, And Rick, that sounds equally scary.
1: It does. And, and, and more so because it's, uh, it, it seems unknown at this time and Mm -hmm. it's a, a double blow for the Chicago Blackhawks who are, are just coming to grips with the fact that they're not going to have Kirby Doc who, um, his wrist uh, injury needed surgery uh, at the world juniors and uh, is going to be out four to five months um, so that's uh, really tough for, for the Blackhawks with both of for those, sure. uh, uh, pieces of news.
0: So we wish, uh, all players, uh, just mentioned for Obiev, Lundqvist, Taves and Doc, uh, speedy recoveries and, and well wishes, you know, it's, you never know. Life is short, uh, embrace every day for sure. One last thing in this segment before we wrap up. I did say, you know, Flyers fans are always looking for one more reason to hate the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I think, um, I think there's plenty of people that will probably join them in this one. Uh, when the New York Post's Larry Brooks this week um, made a, quite a big splash on social media, that's for sure, with an article in the New York Post uh, confirming that the Penguins – who are valued at $600 million were one of the companies who received a $4.82 million paycheck protection program loan from the government in co for COVID-19 relief, uh, this year. Um, as he says in the very beginning, there's 123 teams in the MLB, the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL, NHL, and only one of them received a PPP loan. And that's the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I don't know. I, I really I do not understand <laughs> how they qualified for it. I do not understand why it was necessary. Um and I, I think this is going to just make a lot of people irate um as as our friend Bill Meltzer mentioned on Twitter, you know, it's it's one thing, you know, their their arena was taxpayer funded. That didn't come out of private funding, unlike the Wells Fargo Center. Um and, and now Ownership uh, applied for and received a PPP loan uh, during during the pandemic, which is really more meant for smaller businesses that were really struggling to keep their doors open.
1: You know, um, we're struggling. We struggled through this yeah. this uh, pandemic and 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 made adjustments and and uh, we didn't take any any government money on either side of the border and and because um, you go through that process and you think. Yeah, there's got to be people out there that are are worse off than 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 we are, um, and and I'm not I'm not making this about us. I, I'm um, Mario Mario Lemieux being one of the owners. Um, you know better than this, and send back the money. Uh, speaking directly to, to to Mario, this is disgusting. This is absolutely disgusting, um, and uh, they can they can cope. With i I mean I I know that that teams are hurting, and I know that that it's more than just the multi-million dollar players that are involved. There's lots of jobs in uh, that that are part of a, a, a sports franchise, uh, but there's other ways to do that and address it rather than to uh, to be the the only. Uh, major league sports team to uh, to dip into the, the government trough here.
0: Yeah, it's not a good look. Uh, the Post did contact the Penguins about it, it says they, the organization responded immediately, saying, quote, With our arena being ordered closed since March and without any event revenue, we requested that our landlord consider a temporary deferral of our annual rent payment, which was due in September. This request was denied. Accordingly, we borrowed $4.8 million under the CARES Act program and applied the funds to our $6.1 million September rent payment, which was used by the public agency to make its required bond payment. So they used it to pay two-thirds of the rent, the annual rent payment that was due in September. Um, I imagine there were a lot of other professional sports organizations that were faced with similar decisions and similar, uh, obstacles with their building rent, um,
1: And they made the rent payment, but furloughed 40 employees.
0: Correct. Now, they do say that they brought those furloughs back in September to start preparing for next season, but still, they had 40 employees that were furloughed from June to September. Um, Judge it how you may, (laughs) judge it how you will, um, but it's, it's, it's difficult to For the Penguins to defend it when, as as we say, they are the only sports team of the four major league sports organizations in North America to have applied for and received a a Paycheck Protection Program loan. Um, People are going to be, I think there's going to be some talk about that for quite a while to come. All right, we're going to take one quick break on the other side of this quick commercial message. We are going to go around the AHL and give you an update on what's happening with the start of the American League season. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at Rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report. And watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. and welcome back to the press zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Thanks so much again for joining us this week. Again, I'm your host Amy Johnson joined by my co-host Rick Stevens, and don't forget don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can find us at the AHL Report uh, and you can also – Flyers fans, we have a separate account for you as well. Uh, in addition, you'll you'll want to follow at the AHL Report. But if you're a Flyers fan, be sure you're also following at the Flyers Report. Uh, now, in this segment, we go around the AHL. And, boy, the AHL um, certainly made a lot of people happy today when, uh, after the Board of Governors conference call, uh, AHL President Scott Housen came out uh, with the statement – from the league, saying that, quote, the Board of Governors has approved the structural framework for an AHL season that will begin on February 5th, 2021. Details are still being worked out that this step allows our teams and their NHL partners to better determine their plans for the coming season. So, Rick, they always had February, well, started as early December, but got pushed back to the tentative start date of February 5th. But now the Board of Governors makes it official uh, that they've approved whatever framework they've come up with uh, for a shortened season. And now there are about 3,872 different puzzle pieces that have to be figured out uh, between now and then.
1: One of those puzzle pieces, I think, though not announced, though not finalized, I think uh, we are are safe in in uh, saying that there will probably be a Canadian division, um, and that those Canadian the team the Canadian teams in the AHL will play each other much like uh, the Canadian teams in the NHL are playing each other. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> there are fewer of those teams, uh, just for uh, Laval, Belleville, Toronto, and uh, the Manitoba Moose. So they'll be seeing if that comes to pass, and I I think. It will. They'll be seeing each other an awful lot.
0: An awful lot. I mean, four teams uh, seeing only each other for the entirety of the season is going to get. um,
1: Let's say fourteen times uh, they see each other. Fourteen times that would give a um, that would be forty two games. A forty two game schedule, and it looks like the the um, season is going to be high thirties, low forties um in that range and there might be a, there might be a difference as there has been in in other years for the for uh d- depending on the division the a different number of games so we'll see how that works out
0: I'm just going to run down some basic you know our our friend and colleague and and the the a great source for insider uh league news Patrick Williams uh does have a few nuggets that he's uh sussed out this afternoon um uh, from the AHL, uh, and and we will we we've already confirmed that Patrick is going to be joining us uh, on the podcast uh, in the next week or two uh, to to go into further detail as as things develop. But he does say uh, that he confirms that he's been told that January fourth will be the opt out date for AHL teams and then he's been told that as of now no team has officially ruled out playing this season that teams are all still assessing what their next steps are going to be Um, he's also told that there will be a minimum number of games um, but that teams would be able to play more than the minimum (laughs) now that could get interesting if Different division. I mean, as it is right now, the regular AHL season, there, there, there are teams that play less games than other teams in different divisions. But that could get very convoluted. The California teams. The California teams, right? Um, So it's. he says uh, he does also say here, uh, playing out of practice facilities is also likely for I, some teams.
1: I, I I thought that one was most interesting as a way of uh-huh. of cutting expenses. That it's cheaper to play out of the the practice facility rather than firing up the big arena. Um, so I don't know I don't know if that applies to um, the Canadian teams, but you can certainly see that it might apply to the Manitoba Moose rather than. Than, uh, than opening the the MTS center. Right. Um, that, that would make some sense.
0: Now, uh, Syracuse owner Howard Dolgan also jumped on a conference call uh, after the governor's meeting today and also kind of weighed in with, with his uh, assessment as well. And he says, quote, we don't anticipate revenue coming in. We're going in anticipating we're not going to have any revenue. It will be how much we're prepared to lose but there's a limit for everybody. Uh, He says, I don't care if we win or lose this season. It's about getting players to play and improving towards 21, 22. Um,
1: And still on the table, Scott Housen um, had reminded everybody that there may be teams who choose to opt out. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we've seen it happen in the ECHL. We've said all along it's a very viable possibility that there are going to be some AHL teams uh, in small markets who, uh, you know, funding is difficult, uh, that they may decide that it's just not um, fiscally viable for them to to try to pull off a season. Um, so the other thing, you know, you mentioned there's, that there's that good possibility that there may be a four-team all-Canadian division. Uh, The other thing that I've seen uh, Patrick Williams toss around as as one of those maybes that's up in the air is loaning players between teams. So you might have players that get loaned to a different AHL team temporarily. Um, I have no idea what that would look like. I have no idea... What it would be like, as far as you know, different team affiliations and prospects. I mean, it, it happens in the ECHL a lot, um, but
1: and it's happened in the AHL bef- uh, before as well. Mm-hmm. NHL teams, uh, we've seen the Canadians uh, loan players to not their own affiliate, but but uh, in the, the the California affiliates, and and uh, it's happened. It happens rarely, but it it has happened before.
0: It has. So there's a there are a lot of things to. To sort out uh, between now and February 5th, I imagine uh, AHL teams are going to be exceptionally busy trying to figure this out. But right now, uh, they have until Sunday, allegedly, to determine if they are going to opt out for the season or not. So next week on the show, we will for sure uh, have some some up-to-the-minute news for you regarding that.
1: An interesting comment by Patrick was that, um, you know, we as media have have questions. Uh, you as fans have questions. He said, expect that the the players have exactly the same number of questions that we all do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're as much up in the air as as we are. Uh,
0: and and the the owner of the Crunch also uh, mentioned that he. As we've said, and you know, we've we've seen a lot of um, more veteran AHL players already head over to Europe. Um, he said that he anticipates this is going to be, uh, as far as roster composition for AHL teams, that this has the makings of being a very tough season uh, ahead for unsigned veterans. Um, it's it's not going to be easy to get on a roster because of how how things are moving. So. We shall see., uh, but in the meantime, if you really need an AHL fix, the Hallmark movie channel has an answer for you. Believe it or not. I
1: don't know where that is on my I, channel know, dial.
0: <laughs> I am proud to say that I am a woman who also does not know where that channel is on my dial. I know ladies, and actually, there's plenty of men out there. I actually sometimes I feel like I know I like that I'm the familiar with more men who watch Hallmark Channel movie channel Christmas movies, I am proud to say I've never seen one. Uh, But if you're into that quirky, you know, cutesy, romantic comedy kind of holiday movie, well, Hallmark has come up with a new one that just uh, is going to debut on January 2nd called Taking a Shot at Love. And basically there's uh, the male lead is a hockey player, a professional hockey player He's injured, and he has to do his rehab with the Hartford Wolf Pack. And so while he's rehabbing with the Hartford Wolf Pack, he meets a ballet teacher, and, um, you know. The rest. The rest is history. (laughs) The rest is history. Yeah. So um, (laughs) if you're into that kind of thing, be sure to check out the Hallmark Movie Channel on January 2nd, where at least uh, one of our AHL clubs is getting a little bit of uh, national recognition right there uh, on on television. So I'd like to see how how much hockey is actually played in that movie should be interesting. Uh, on the other side of this quick break, we are going to go beyond the AHL, give you an update on the OHL's season, and of course, it's World Junior time. So uh, let's give you an update on how your favorite prospects are doing so far in the tournament. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. And welcome back once again here to the Press Zone right here on AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And I'll remind you one more time to be sure you're headed, heading over to Twitter and follow us, following us there uh, at the AHL Report. You can also follow this podcast's account at the Press Zone. So be sure you're following at the AHL Report or at the Press Zone. Now, as we go beyond the AHL, uh, some some we just talked about how the AHL has confirmed that they are going to start their season on February 5th. Well, the plan was for the OHL, uh, the Ontario Hockey League and the CHL, uh, to commence their games on February 4th. Uh, 2021, but unfortunately, last week the OHL commissioner David Branch, uh, after their meeting with the board of go- governors and and GMs, uh, the Ontario Hockey League has made the decision to delay the start of the season. At this point, uh, indefinitely, there is no target restart date uh they were supposed to start training camps in mid-january players were going to start reporting to their teams in the next week or so uh games were scheduled to to begin on february 4th but however uh starting on boxing day december 26th uh premier provincial premier uh doug ford announced province-wide shutdowns um for at least a month i think um So because of that and and other issues with uh, COVID cases and so forth, the OHL uh, currently without a potential start date for their season, uh, needing to uh, postpone their plans indefinitely.
1: That's right. It it was a month, four weeks in southern Ontario, two weeks in in northern Ontario.
0: Right, so that will for Southern Ontario that takes them to the end of January, which of course uh, doesn't facilitate a February fourth start. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see um, what happens uh, in the province, um, and uh, and whether or not the OHL will be able to to recover from that and and make new plans for for a new start date. But there is hockey going on, believe it or not, out there in Edmonton in the World Junior Championship bubble. Uh, the tournament is is going strong. Uh, it's the tournament full of blowouts. <laughs> uh, the amount of double digit uh, numbers on the on the on the score sheet for goals uh, in in games has been almost a daily occurrence. Um, but Rick, there's been uh, you know, for the Flyers, Bobby Brink had a great game uh, the other day. Cam York had three assists the other day. He was, he was as of yesterday, I believe he was, uh, by the end of their game yesterday, he was currently leading uh, all defensemen in points, thanks to his three assists yesterday. Um Caden Gooley's looking looking decent for for Team Canada. Cole Caulfield uh, certainly uh, making a splash every time he he gets a shot off. But finally uh, did just get a goal uh, the other day uh, in in the drumming that that uh, the, the U.S. was currently laying out. So what what in general? What are your um, reactions and thoughts so far to to the Habs and, and Flyers prospects in the tournament?
1: Well, as you said, goal differentials are are interesting. Canada, uh, goals for 29, goals against three. Uh, The U.S., 21-5 for the same stat. Uh, Canada, um, undefeated, uh, and Finland. Uh, Sweden as well, but they've only played twice as we go to air. Um, But it's... yeah, I, I, I think that uh, certainly for the U.S. team, uh, Trevor Zegris has been uh, very impressive. He's been outstanding. Um, for Canada, Dylan Cousins, Quentin Byfield, Quentin Byfield um, yeah. Philip Tomasino, and and on defense, Boehm, Byron, Byron has been outstanding. He's um, He looks like the most NHL-ready of any of the prospects. Uh, for Canadians' prospects, yeah, Caden Gooley got... Um, uh, the, the tournament underway with a goal and um, and he's he's looked steady uh, and he's played um uh, 17 and a half minutes a game um, same for Cole Caulfield Cole Caulfield um, has had a, a tournament where he's been invisible for most of it um, he he is the the forward on uh, team USA who has the most minutes per game at 17 and a half uh, 17 minutes and 30 seconds uh, a game um, so you're and he's playing on a, on a, a very good line the second line um, and uh, so you might expect more from him particularly because he declared that he was going to dominate uh, this tournament he hasn't um, and and Cole Caulfield is one of those guys who can easily put put up a, a five-point game along the way and he still might do that but what we're looking for for from him is consistent consistency and uh, a complete game, and we we haven't seen that uh, so far. Um, so you know, there's 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 uh, there's lots of hockey to be uh, played in, in the tournament. Um, I I uh, Jan Michak uh, um, uh, being named captain. Uh, the, the Czechs aren't going to get the the same kind of attention, but uh, he's on the board. Uh, he got a goal uh, against the U.S. I think, um, and um, and so uh, you know it's it's a fun tournament to watch. Uh, just caution um, all viewers not to make um, you know th- this is a limited viewing of these prospects, mm-hmm. and, and it's in a special best on best. Uh, so not to to create um, too many take too many conclusions from this, unless you're looking at it in a in a more long term um, scouting kind of uh, uh, opportunity. Um, anyway, we'll 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 see what happens. But uh, as I said, the, the the players that I mentioned uh, and and you mentioned, Cam Yorks looked very good as mm-hmm. well. Um, Peyton Krebs, Tim Stutzla. There's there's a lot of them who Anton Lendell, Lind, who's not supposed to be a scorer, is That's right. is uh, is right up there with six points. So um, it's it's been a fun tournament so far.
0: And of course, tomorrow is New Year's Eve. There's always some great games lined up on New Year's Eve. Uh, so sure everyone will be watching that that will be the end of preliminary round play uh, and then things get really interesting after that so uh, we'll we'll be sure to follow along with more world juniors updates uh, next week but uh, so far the prospects aren't aren't looking too bad out there Uh, and uh, we'll see if if some of these games don't get a little more competitive uh, once we get past the preliminary rounds our feel-good finale for this week, of course, we can't ever leave you without something positive and uplifting. Last week, it was simply to say Merry Christmas. This year. This week, I simply want to say Happy New Year to all of our listeners out there, our fans, our friends, our followers. Um, Rick said it at the top of, of the show, you know, 2020 has been uh, quite a challenging year for most of us. Uh, it's certainly not what any of us expected this time a year ago that we'd be dealing with, but uh, all joking aside, from my my doom and gloom at the beginning of the show, 2021 and a new year uh, has all the prospect of of bringing fabulous things to all of you. And so uh, I know I I wish Rick you, the entire Rocket Sports Media team, and all of our listeners a safe, healthy, happy, successful, and prosperous, joyous uh, new year. I hope it's going to be a great year for all of us.
1: I agree. I concur. I echo those sentiments. And uh, the, let us know your plans for the new year. We want to hear from yeah. you. What what uh, what are your hopes? What are your dreams? What are your plans for the upcoming year?
0: Absolutely, it's always you know. I I'm. I'm a fan of not necessarily New Year's resolutions, but New Year's goals. Like, mm-hmm. What are the things that you'd really like to tackle, uh, whether it's in life, for yourself, your health, your fitness, your career, your home life, whatever it is, uh, what are your goals? Uh, it's it's good to have something to strive for. So, uh, With that in mind, we're going to strive to keep bringing you great episodes of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Uh, we are so thankful that you've been with us uh, every week, uh, and uh, as 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 training camp starts on Sunday for the NHL uh, and and this weekend for the NHL, uh, we'll we'll be glad to see hockey come back. And we'll be glad to see you back here with us next week for another great episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Media. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.